Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha, and this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. Today, we have a special, special guest that's talking about a favorite subject that I love so much. Yes, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Yes. Good morning, everyone. My name is Mika Perkins, and I am the momager of six-year-old author and entrepreneur um, daughter, Faith. I'm also a 14-year Department of Navy Civilian um, Human Resources employee, where I serve as a senior labor and relations advisor. Great. Can you give us a little bit of background on the type of business you perform at the Kids Need Fate 2? Yes. So Kids Need Fate 2 was pretty much founded on the belief that everyone needs faith, um, especially all kids. Um, That was part of a big part of my childhood, you know, growing up with my grandmother and my mom, um, church, faith. All of that was a big, big thing. So I believe that we have to instill in kids younger that if they have faith, keep the faith, that they can go far in life. Um, with that being said, we started Kids Need Faith to um, a store online where we offer apparel, um, accessories, and other items. Yes. So is that also what got you interested in the field? That wasn't particularly what got me interested in the field. So in May 2012, um, I lost my firstborn. Her name was Trinity due to premature labor. Um, Although her life was short-lived here on earth, she made a huge, huge impact in our lives as as to the way I now look at, you know, leaving footprints in others' lives. You know, people always say, um, make your mark. And so she did that, although short-lived. So I wanted to keep her memory alive. Um, So I just had to figure out the best way I could do that and move our family forward um, by coping. So I kept the faith and I became pregnant again in September. Um, I'm sorry, I became pregnant again. And in September, 2013 is when I gave birth to my healthy daughter who I named Faith. So her name is pretty much self-explanatory since it takes It took every ounce of faith I had to pretty much get her here. I am so sorry to hear about that loss. I know that can be very devastating. And I do congratulate you on, you know, starting again and this one being a success all the way through. So that is very great. Yes. How did you come up with the name. I know you said um, because of the first daughter, correct? Uh, Leaving footprints, and then you name your second daughter Faith, correct? Yeah. So, like I previously stated, my um, my six year old daughter, um, who's my co author, her name is Faith. Um, and again, my childhood foundation was built upon faith. Um, so, in, in order to inspire the kids, start their entrepreneurship early, or just have a vision. Um, It pretty much was obvious that, you know, kids need faith to just fit the thing. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about kids need faith too. What what all do you do? With kids need faith too, we we get out in the community. We see the homeless. Um, Last year, we fed approximately 200 homeless people. Um, we try to give back to the local communities the best way we know how. Um, Faith's book, um, her first book started off as a, like a travel experience book because it displays her life. And so with that, we wanted to have, uh, give back to the local uh, schools 10% of the book proceeds in order to help kids pay for their field trip expenses because I believe that if they can get out in the world, they can see it, then they can believe it. And if they can believe it, then they can begin to achieve it. And that goes all back to that whole faith concept. 
So I believe if you can see it, you can believe it. And if you can believe it, you can achieve it. So that whole kids need faith to concept is wrapped around in so many different aspects of our business, what we do and how we get that. Why is it important for a child to learn to read? It's important because not only being able to read, but to understand what they're reading and doing so um, you're able to go places you never imagined. Um, growing up, my mom told me of several adults in my community who couldn't read nor write, and I just couldn't understand or wrap my head around that concept. How is that even possible when reading is such a necessity? Is the it's the need we we you know that's a part of our most of our survival, um, and we pretty much make it one of our priorities in our home. So it's very very important for the child to learn to read, and again, not only to read, but to understand what they're reading. That is correct. I love for our babies and young children to read helps them with uh, getting to know sounds and words and language and develop early literacy skills, learn to value books and stories, spark their child imagination, stimulate their curiosity, you know helps the child brain with social skills and communication skills. You know, that is one great thing because they're communicating with their peers, their siblings, their parents, their teachers. And they're also, you know, in need of this when the kids have that state exam that they have to pass each year, you know, they're reading on their own. So that is a very, very big factor in this world, you know, with, all the things we have for kids to read on, we just don't push that as much. And I wish we would because they need to know their background. They're, they need to know um, the knowledge that's in these books. And just like you said earlier, it can help them go places they've probably never been before just by reading that book. You know, you get a view from the mm-hmm. author's view when you're reading the book. Exactly. Right. The benefits of reading out loud, what are those benefits? I think one of the main things um, you can gain is more confidence. I tend to also remember what I've read. I don't know why that is, but once I say it aloud, I can remember it. I I guess that's one of my learning traits. Um, You can slowly learn those invaluable public speaking skills. Um, that we all need to overcome the spirit of feeling afraid and or being defeated. I know I don't like talking. I'm I'm a introvert by by nature, but I always always tell people I'm an extrovert by force. But if I can overcome that in some type of way, uh, that'll be a, a huge accomplishment for me as well. So then you answer my next question. I was going to ask, do you read out loud to kids? Yes, I, I read out loud to my child every night. We actually read one or two books every night. Um, I intend to make it a goal in the future months, actually, to get out to more schools and libraries, um, if possible. Um, so I am working on that. I think it's something that we have to continuously make an effort to do. And again, that's one of my goals. Yes. And how do this con- these books connect with their own life experiences? I think in order to connect to any book, um, you have to have some type of empathy. Even if you haven't personally experienced it, just being empathetic allows you to put yourself in other situations. So anytime you read, if you can just think about what the other person may be feeling or might be going through, I think that will allow us to connect to the book uh, in one way or the other. And why is it important to ask questions when reading? You know, after you get to reading a book, it's good to ask those questions about that book. I think it's more so for being able to relate or get a better understanding or just to simply comprehend. Um, again, it's easy to just read words, but to have an understanding 
of those words and how it can help you or how it can resonate with you, I think it makes all the difference. Yes, because, you know, back in school, they used to always have the summary that you had to answer the questions about that passage or either that book. It always asked for you to give a summary of what you read. So that is <laughs> correct, um, getting that concept and that understanding, just to say, on uh, what you have read in order to proceed along with answering those questions. And a lot of kids that is correct. are stuck because they can't read or they're afraid of reading or they just can't pronounce those words. So what I always do in my household is tell them to sound out the words. I mean, everyone from my littlest to oldest, you know, some of these big <laughs> words, we might be afraid of them, you know, because they're big words, plus we don't know the definition behind them. But once you read and sound that word out, the next time you see it, you will possibly master that word. And if you would like, it's always best to go and get that definition of that word so you can get similar words to that word that might be better for you to pronounce. That is correct. That is all true. And that's exactly what I tell my, my six-year-olds on a daily basis. That is so true. What book or series do you hope and or pray will be turned into a movie or a TV show one day? <laughs> That's funny you ask that because Faith's dad has been talking about this for some time now. Um, I would love for them all to be able to serve in that capacity. However, if I had to choose one, it would probably be uh, maybe her first book, which is um, Faith and Trinity, Trinity Unicorn, since it's based on Faith's actual life events and places she's actually been and it would be cool um again to visit all those places and put it into perspective for again like the other kids that like my community where I'm from um it's low income some of those kids never go anywhere they stay in that one environment they don't know that another world exists besides you know going to the local grocery stores or going to you know school even or just the local church so they don't know that a world exists so if I can get them to see that this world is huge there's so many places to go there's so many things to do um I can help them you know get out of their current environment and that's one of my goals I just want them to know and see that it's more to this life than sitting in our little community yes and when I was coming up I used to love to go to the library just to get away from any type of violence or whatever is going on in the world. You can always go to the library where it's very quiet at and they have multiple, multiple, multiple books. And it's like being around the world, but you're still right. standing in just one spot, just to say, because they have multiple books of all types of languages. You know, you can read until you fall asleep. And then it's very <laughs> You know. Right. <laughs> what do you think attracts kids to a book? Um, depending on the age range, I would start off initially by saying probably the color and the beautiful illustrations. Um and if, and adding to that maybe some magical characters such as what I've used as unicorn or whatever's pretty much trending at the moment that we can at least uh, grab their focus and then try to keep their focus because we know that electronics play a big role in um, in our households today, TV, everything else. So in order to get them attracted to a book, we have to at least spark the interest first. Yes, that's most definitely a good answer with all the tech that's in this world. You're definitely correct on that. You have to grab that attention because their attention span is very short. <laughs> very I mean they can pay attention for one two seconds and then as soon as they hear some noise or a song or anything other than what's in that book their attention will be somewhere else their body is there but their attention is somewhere else that is true what book 
can you recommend to me for my little kids to read? I would recommend all my books, um, to be honest. Um, one is Faith and Trinity, the Unicorn. Um, the second one is a spinoff to the first one, and it's Faith and Trinity Forever Sisters. And the last one, um, which is a very, very important topic, um, because we know bullying is on the rise in our society, and the effects from it is just heartbreaking at this point because kids are taking their lives, and, and it's just sad. We just see it trending on the news, on Facebook, everywhere you look now, you, you see this, this, this topic of somebody hurting themselves or killing themselves um, because of bullying. So the last one is Faith and Trinity, Faith, Trinity, and the bully, I'm sorry. Um, and then uh, aside from mine, I, w- I would say any series that can help a child, again, stay engaged or, like you were saying earlier, learning those basic phonics, comprehension, any of those, like Pete the Cat. Pete the Cat lives in my house, um, and my daughter loves those those, those books. Um, so anything like that um, that can help them stay engaged, just read and, 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 and keep their interest to go to the next book, I think all of them can work. Yes, just like I grew up on Dr. Seuss, Sam I Am, Green Eggs and Ham. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love those books. I keep them. I mean, all my kids have engaged into the Dr. Seuss books because that was one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Dr. Seuss because I, I, because of the rhyming and they're easy to uh, pick up on that stuff as well. So yes, you're right about that one. Do you prefer old books or new books? Or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I was going to say, just depends on what I'll be using it for. If I need like a quick book that I probably will end up donating, I might get an old book. But if I intend to keep it for a while and add it to my collection, um, I probably would prefer a new book so they can tend to last a little longer. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer nonfiction, fiction, short stories, or novels? Um, a variety. I don't discriminate. Just whatever, again, like a kid, whatever can get my attention. I think we can learn a little bit um, about everything and all the different genres. So I, I, I just think you have to be uh, diversified it, even in, in, in your reading so you can learn different concepts and be able to apply them to your daily living. What juries do you love? Some fantasy, some mystery, um, romance, and sometimes a little bit of drama. <laughs> <laughs> Do you judge a book by its cover? Only because I'm human, yes. Uh, so I, I can't lie there. But I try to make a conscious effort not to, because just like in real life, sometimes we find that the inside is so much better than the outside if only given a chance. That is correct, because just because they have an ugly picture on the front don't mean that it's a bad book or, let's say, a book that you would just pass by, because it might be an interesting book. I had to learn that back in elementary school, because I used to always look at the cover and say, oh, that's an ugly picture. Uh, I don't (laughs) like that monster that's on there, you know, and then it turned out to be a very great book once the teacher read it. That's true. And it's always great to promote these kids to get a library card. I mean, regardless if they're reading online, it's always great to have their library card. That is so true. I'm glad you said that. I would definitely incorporate that to push that part of um, what we do. Um, So thanks for that. I would definitely um, push that. You're so welcome. I mean, because when my kids was about four, I started them up on a library card. I hate I waited until they started pre-K to start them up on a library card. But I think you can get a library for, card for your kids as soon as they're born, you know, just to say, because you can put your name or their name on there and you can get baby books 
to read to a baby, you know, start them off That's young, good. you know, they even have the audio tapes. That's mm-hmm. another good one. They have the audio tapes that you can just play and it'll read for you. Right. Where do you like to read? <laughs> Although it's a blessing and a curse, it's my bed. Um, sometimes I'll start, and I say a blessing and a curse because I love reading there because I'm comfortable, but sometimes it's a curse because I end up falling asleep before I can finish the book. <laughs> I know. I did that too before and woke up. The book was laying on on my belly, and I'm like, where am I? I'm thinking I'm in the right. book now. You know, I'm reading such a good book. I fell asleep and dreamed and thought I was on that beach or on that honeymoon or uh, riding on that dinosaur, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) What's your favorite drink, snack, or beverage to have beside you while you're reading, if any? Um, If it's in the morning, I like to get, you know, a little light roast coffee maybe with some caramel macchiato or creamer or something but if it's in the afternoon or night I can't lie like um, my Moscato so I get a glass or two of that but then I go back to what I said about the curse I get too relaxed and I end up falling asleep so I don't know if that's good or bad. Yes I know a lot of kids they love them snacks I mean my youngest that is nine right now before he started reading, he would say, can I get a snack? Can I have an apple? Can I have some chips? You know, can I get some pizza rolls? You know, he always wants something to bite on. And I'm like, you know, whatever spark your interest in reading that book, yes, you can have an apple. Yes, you can have a snack. Yes, you can have a right. as long as you're going to read. You know, you're not going to eat these snacks and then decide, oh, I'm tired now. I'm ready to lay down. I'm ready to give up. No, I want to keep motivating you. So if that snack is going to motivate you, guess what? Have plenty. Snack on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) How many books do you read a month that you think of? Well, aside from my daily reading due to my child's school curriculum, I try to at least read two. Um, but, you know, that gets tough from being a parent, um, full-time government employee, the side business. I, I, I'm pretty exhausted. So if I can get two in, I'm doing pretty good. Exactly. With all the day-to-day things that we have to do and, you know, without us in it, things possibly won't get done, just to say. So we have to pretty much make that time. I know me. I'm a big reader myself, even if I'm reading something online or I have a book handy or I'm writing down just some words and some definitions, you know, try to better myself because self-education is number one. You know, we have the schools to teach us, we have our parents to teach us, but I think self-educating yourself should be a number one priority in your life. I can agree with that. What? was your favorite book when you were a child? You know, I've been pondering on this for some years um, because I recall my mom buying me a book series when I was younger. And to this day, I don't recall what it was called or I never ran across it again, even like when I tried to Google this book. Um, But all I know, it was an African-American series she would get me. It was about a girl. And I can't even remember her name. I want to say if something keeps coming to me saying Annie or something like that. I don't know. But she had gotten me the book series out of her friend's local Christian bookstore. Um, our house had burned when I was young. So I guess those memories were kind of left there in the fire, um, apparently, because I just can't remember. All I know is I really loved those books she would buy me. So that was my favorite book. And although I don't have a title or author or can't even remember the, the character other than she was African-American, I, I don't remember. Um, yeah, wish we um, didn't have that problem. But, you know, with the flooding and the fire is something that we just can't, you know, um, stop. If it happens, you know, we're just happy that we're alive and we got out of that. Right. So, exactly. 
I'm glad to see that you all got out of there without being destroyed too, along with the oh, items yes, that were in the inside. Yes, most definitely. What's the last book you bought? Um, it's called Think and Grow Rich, and it's by Napoleon Hill. Um, and it was a paperback. It was pretty thick. Um, uh, but it was, it, it's, I'm midway through it, um, cause I just bought it maybe a couple of weeks ago, but so far so good. Yes. I have read some of that book. I haven't read it all, but I have read some of it. That is a great book. Very education. No, very I must say, because things that's in that book, mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea about it. I mean, no idea at all. And it educated me. That's just like I said earlier, you know, with uh, self-education. And that's a good choice to pick from, what you just stated. And another one that I liked it was, um, I believe it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyoski. K-I-Y-O-S-A-K-I. He had a great book. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert, middle initial T, Kioski, K-I-Y-O-S-A-K-I. Yes, I'm going to definitely have to grab that. I just wrote it down. So thank you for some more insight on that. Yes, you're so welcome. Um. Did you buy that book online or did you go to a bookstore? I actually purchased it out of Barnes and Noble um about a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. That's like a second library <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> I like it also because they have the little chess games in there that you they can sure do. Yes. So they even have a cafe in the one we're at too, so it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, see, there go that beverage. Grab your beverage <laughs> and read your book. That's what I'm right. talking about. Love it. <laughs> Which um you think is better when it comes to reading a book? Would it be ebook, paper book, paperback, excuse me, or both? I think if you want a tangible product, something you can hold and make notes or whatever, you definitely need a paperback. Um, I know a lot of folks like to bend their pages and take notes and all of that. So if you're one of those folks, I think you need a paperback. If you, um, and if you need like a constant reminder, um, like a visual to say, hey, come pick me up. I'm still sitting here. Dust, you know, dust me off. Um, I think you need a paperback. But if you want something just to download, read, um, here and there, travel with it, maybe and don't want all the, you know, all the, the, the big luggage carrying it around or whatever. I think the ebook is just fine. So whatever your preference is, whatever the mood is for the moment, I think that's what you need to go with. That's correct. And I do like to fold back my papers. So I <laughs> and another thing you don't hardly see anymore are those, um, what are they? Uh, book stoppers, bookmarks, bookmarks. Bookmarks, 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 bookmarks. You don't see those that often anymore. I mean, I used to make my own. I'd give me an index card and cut it in half and make me a bookmark, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) What gifts do you have that you could use to bless others? Oh, that's a good question. Um. I think the ability to relate, my ability um, to not be judgmental, um, judgy not, that's that's one of the big things I live by. I think my faith, because I'm always focused back to, you know, believing and, and, and encouraging people, inspiring people, the ability to listen and offer advice. Um, I think I have a pretty good gift of discernment, which is helpful when so many people come to me for advice. Um, so I can kind of steer them in the right direction. My honesty and fairness are 
um, I would say, two big ones as well. I, I just believe in justice. Great. Those are all great. What Thank things, you. You're welcome. What things have you done that make you proud of yourself? Um, I'm going to get a little personal. Um, one is becoming a mother. Um, I didn't have a father around. I knew who he was, but he wasn't around. So I always told myself I wasn't going to have kids. And uh, so one of the things that makes me most proud was overcoming that forgiving my dad um, due to his absence. Because due to his absence, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, get in a relationship and get pregnant and and have to raise this this kid by myself. That was always my thought. And so my, like I said, the the thing that I have done to make me most proud is probably forgiving my dad so that I can become the amazing mother that I am to my six-year-old. Um, I, I, and stepping out on faith and trusting God uh, makes me most proud as well. Um, because like I said earlier, I'm a, usually an introvert. So being able to step out of my comfort zone um, to do things such as what I'm doing today, um, that makes me most proud because I feel like that's what makes me um, successful, being able to forgive and being able to step outside of my comfort zone and still stand on my on my faith. And you know what? I take my hat off to you because you said the main word, forgive, because some of us don't forgive while we're still on top of ground. You know, that's something mm-hmm. too late. And that other party has already perished. So it's a good thing to forgive why both are still on top of the ground. Because that's something we cannot, you know, do until we meet back up again. That's correct. So I take my hat off to you. And as far as, you know, having that absent parent, whether it be mother or father, or just to say you're a guardian, you can still achieve to be the best that you can be. Just like they say in the Army, being all you can be, you still can be all you can be with or without that extra um, loved one that know they're supposed to be there, but they're not, but you still can be all you can be. And I see awesome. that it has made you better and not bitter. So that's also that is, another good one. Thank you. That is so true. What do you think would make the world a better place to live in? You have some great questions. Um, I think a little more compassion towards our fellow sisters and brothers, um, some more understanding, because sometimes when we can't understand something, it causes confusion. So just a little bit, just try to understand. Even if you don't agree, just try to understand. Um, and sometimes we need that pure love. We need to bring that pure love back. Um, not saying that you can't have, you know, your little reserves or whatever, but just to have, just love somebody just because of who they are. Um, and, of course, honesty and integrity. Yes, bring back that old-fashioned love. Yeah. That big yes. mama used to give us, that's the same love yes. we need to be passing on down to our next generation because mm-hmm. we seem like we're growing apart instead of growing together. That is so true. We're not helping each other. You know, a lot of us are tearing each other down by the sword, which is our tongue, or just in general, tearing each other down. And we need to be working together. What advice can you give to kids that are not reading on a daily basis? I would first just try to let them understand, hey, it's never too late to start. And we say that a a, a lot. Um, Begin with small chapter books or even a few pages at a time. even Kindle now, they have so many books you can read. If, like you said earlier, if you don't have that library card, you can't go to the library. Um, online has so many things to read. Just read anything, you know. Write, write your own story and read it. 
um, start, start with a category you like, whether it's dance, gymnastics, football, or basketball. That goes back to I said, uh, what we said earlier about sparking that interest. Find something you're interested in, and maybe that help you be engaged um, and, and to help you want to read daily. And it's funny that you say that because as me coming up as a little kid, um, seeing my uncles always getting the newspaper off the doorstep and reading that with a cup of coffee in the morning and a breakfast, I started reading newspapers because I couldn't get to the library. Plus, school was closed, so I couldn't go to that library after school or during school. So I grabbed the newspaper and started reading the newspaper. And I started with the cartoon part that's in the newspaper, you know, the little comedy oh, wow. word and the little jokes and all that. That was a yeah. great section to read. It was. <laughs> what piece of advice can you give to a child that is reading books daily? Um, like I said earlier, I think reading is good, but being able to comprehend what they're reading, we gotta ask those important questions once they're done or during their reading to make sure they're understanding what that is. And I will also offer this because I have to tell my daughter this, um, you gotta have a little bit of balance as well. Don't force yourself to do something um, out of habit. Do it because you love it so you won't grow to hate it. Yes, most definitely. Because if you know it or not, these are our next presidents, mayors, lawyers, doctors, etc., And they're going to be soon looking for careers, jobs, and they're going to have to fill out the job application. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, yes. And the number one thing is reading. You're going to have to read that application so you'll know what goes where, whether it's online or on the paper. So that's why it's a good thing to teach these kids how to read because you don't want to put them out there to do that job application and they don't even know where their first name or last name goes on that application. So it's a good thing to start them off young to read. That's true. What advice can you give to a parent or parents to inspire their children to read books? Huh. That's a good question. Um, And it's a good question only because I didn't really have to inspire my child because she just always had the spark. She uh loves reading she she's my co-author and she's the one who gives me the kid perspective and a lot of things that, um about what we write but i if i had to give parents tips it would be just start off by just encouraging them you know take them to the bookstores that we talked about the libraries book fairs even send them a little bit of change and we call it change of money <laughs> with them to school during the book fairs because um, they, they have uh that stuff at school now, like book it and all of that. Um, make it fun for them. We don't have to reward them for doing what they're supposed to be doing anyway. But from time to time, say we have like an extended chart or something like that, I think that's fine. Because um, in our house, like for each page, my daughter fills up with her reading. We take her to get some ice cream or a slushie from 7 Eleven because she loves them. But, you know, they're kids. So we have to make them feel like what they're doing is worth it. And that is correct. Um, I sometimes bring back that old-fashioned reading when you're reading books to your kids and letting them hear you read, then turn it around and let them read to you. So that way, if they're having trouble with words, you all can pronounce them together. I mean, some of the kids think, oh, I look like a fool, and I always try to counsel my child because Mm -hmm. I know he's going to be in front of his class reading, and I don't want him to 
you know, have a temper tantrum because he can't get the word right or start crying because, you know, some kids don't like to be made fun of either. So they're a cry. Some of them are shy, you know, so I always try to play out the characters in the book, rather than someone being mean or someone that's happy. We play out those actors that's in that book. Then that's they, really good you said that. Yes, exactly. You have to play it out, vice versa. You know, they take someone, let them be the mom or dad and see how they go, and then you be the mom and dad like you are. <laughs> and, you know, play those parts so they can see that you can react and act, just to say, to that story, especially when someone's in there just, say, screaming are asking a question that way they'll know a question mark that's in the book what that means that that person is asking a question and they know a period means pause or stop and then the comma also means pause for a little second and then continue those are things right. they need to know too because when they start writing their own essays they're going to need to know where to put those periods those commas, those exclamation marks, and those question marks. So, yes, very good thing. And not only that, they have YouTube. I can't think of the young lady name on YouTube, but she reads out loud books on a daily basis to anyone that... Yes, I started off with that also with my son. He loves it. I mean, it helped him in so many ways because she reads funny books, um, you know, books. I think one was called Bad Seed. I don't know the author name at this time, but it's called Bad Seed. And you're going to see... Um, a little seed is black and he is so bad and that's a good book for these kids to to listen to or either read themselves. I mean, it plays out a whole bunch of childhood stuff, you know, that we go through. Right. And she reads some very great books and I'm pretty sure it's a couple of them on there on YouTube that reads books out loud to kids and they're appropriate books. And it deals with their day-to-day things that they go through because, you know, little kids go through things, too. They might not tell us everything that they're going through, but they're going through a lot of anxiety and emotional feelings like grown-ups do, too. So, yeah, that's another one. That's good, YouTube. Um, What advice can you give to parents, teachers, relatives that are promoting kids to read? I think everything you just said, in addition to what I said, um, in addition, uh, I I think you pretty much summed it up. The only thing I probably would add was, again, just talk to them, talk to them, I'm sorry, and find out what interests them. Um, And the big thing that you just said, Sometimes you discover that they aren't as confident because they may not know the words or, or, or what something means. Um, so once you understand the child, you can begin to promote them. I always feel like you have to have an understanding before you're able to then relate. And then once you can relate, then you can help people. So just get that basic understanding of what it is, whether it's their fears or the confidence or whatever. Um and let's just try to do more of that. And again, everything you pretty much just talked about, I think that was an excellent answer because that's probably what I would have said as well. Yes, and reading is a basic tool in the living of a good life. I mean, right. we do know there's some out there that are much older than us that never learned how to read, just to say. Um, so let's start these young kids off young um nothing is too late today you can start you know starting them off with reading because they're going to need it for a day-to-day life that they will occur in the future just to say um another thing is um the mental stimulation 
studies have shown that staying mentally stimulated can slow the progress of uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, ADHD, ADD, because you know it's a lot of kids suffering from things of that kind, and probably more medical issues. But since you keep your brain active and engaged, it prevents that and you from losing the power just like any other muscle in your body the brain requires exercise to keep it strong and healthy so the phrase they use is use it before you lose it you might want to <laughs> yeah. use your brain to do more reading which will enhance your speech which is a great thing um, your vocabulary, that's also a great thing. Um, the stress, it also lower or reduce the stress, no matter how stressed you are at work, at school, personal relationships, or countless other issues that we face daily in our life. Just It all just slips away when you lose yourself in a great story. So when you're having that stressful day and you get you one of those great books that you like with the good cartoon characters on there and get lost in a story, maybe do like we said earlier, you might fall asleep and when you wake up, you might think you're in that book, riding that dinosaur on that beach you know, taking that staycation or vacation that was going on in that book. Knowledge also is very great because we want our little kids or young adults, young teenagers, uh, young adults, older adults to have that knowledge. And the only way we can get that knowledge is to read. We don't get it by going outside and it falls off the tree like a leaf. No. Everything you read fills your head with new bits of information, and you never know when it might come in handy. The more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to tackle any challenges you face ever. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, as far as the writing skills, you know, that goes a long way too. It built the writing skills for our young kids. And this goes hand in hand with the expressions of vocabulary, exposure to publish, well-written work. Um, probably being the next author, you know, <laughs> we probably have authors that we're raising, you know, and they're going to know how to read and write in order to get what they have, as they say, in your head, on paper. On paper, that's correct. Mm -hmm. So would there be anything else you would like for our listeners to know? I think um, I just want them to know to always believe in themselves, believe in their craft. Like you just said, get stronger every day in, in reading. Um, excelling in this in this thing called life, um, and and for me, like I always wrap everything back to, always keep the faith, no matter what. Keep the faith. Um, you can go far. Yes, that is definitely a great piece of advice that you can give to anyone. And while we are giving the kids gifts, as far as gift cards, um, let's see, toys. Let's get them, let's give them something educational. Give a book. Give a book. Give a book. Give a book. That'll be a great gift to give. Don't never think you giving that book is a way of showing you're cheap or anything. That's showing that you care, if you ask me. That, that's showing that you care. Give them a book. 
for a birthday, Christmas present, or just because. Because everybody needs to know how to read. Everyone. So is there a way that the listeners can follow you in or purchase some of your great books that you described? Yes, ma'am. Um, so listeners can follow us at Instagram via Kids Need Faith Two or via Facebook and YouTube at Faith Clubhouse. Um, they can purchase books directly from Amazon and or Barnes and Noble. There uh, we have the Kindle edition and the paperback edition, um, and hardback is only at Barnes and Noble. Um, or if they want autograph copies, they can feel free to email us at joinfaithclubhouse at gmail.com. Again, that's joinfaith, with a S, clubhouse at gmail.com. And also feel free to visit our website at kidsneedh 2 that's the number two, dot club. Great. And I do have a quote of the day. Do what you can with what you have where you are. That is by Theodore Roosevelt. To get started, all you need is you. Focus on what you can do right in this moment. Things don't need to be perfect for you to get started. Start now. I thank you so much, Kids Need Fate too, <laughs> for being on this podcast. You have a great you're day. Very, you too, and you're very welcome, and thanks for having me. And please come back and share some more of the great books and stories with us. I sure will. <laughs> And this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. You can also send an email to From Wig Weave to Natural at gmail.com if you would like to be a guest on this podcast. Let's spread the word. Let's support each other. Thank you for your time today. And we will talk to you in the next segment. Bye. Bye.